0: Nissim, thanks so much for taking the time. I appreciate
1: it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So, your life is unique. It's one of a kind. Um, and I want to talk about that a bit. But before then, I want to talk about October 7th. Firstly, how's your family doing? How are you? Are you safe?
1: Yeah, we're doing fine. And we're safe. We're in Hashem's arms. So, we're doing okay. Thank God.
0: Where were you on October 7th?
1: I was here in Israel. I was uh, actually um, uh, at the synagogue when most of the sirens went off. The first one went off when I was at, or the maybe probably the second one went off. Air raid siren uh, went off when I was at home. Uh, ran to the bomb shelter. Woke up the family. It was early in the morning, so I woke up the rest of the family. Um, we went to the went to the Michelot, the the shelter there, and uh, after you know maybe ten minutes or so, whatever. Came out and decided, you know, business as usual. Walked to the synagogue with my with my son, uh, who's eleven years old, and uh, and we started dancing, Hakafels davening, dancing. It was simchas torah, so we were enjoying ourselves. And uh, moments after, another air raid siren. So we all ran into a building adjacent across from us, and then uh, we went back. And then, lo and behold, a little bit time later, another air raid siren. So this went on maybe six, seven times. So, so, uh, you know, after maybe third or fourth one, we stopped running back. We just continued business as usual. Uh, But we felt and heard something that was different. Uh, And at at one point of crossing back and forth, we seen the Iron Dome taking down a missile. Um, so it was definitely eventful, to say the least. Nobody obviously understood or knew what was going on or what had happened up until that point. But uh, you know, uh, it was uh, something something crazy to 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 see after after the after Shabbos had ended. What
0: was your immediate reaction? Obviously, you had to work to save or keep your family safe, rather. What was your immediate internal reaction?
1: My immediate reaction was, wow, the war now, like they would they would start right now, you know, it just felt very weird and out of place for some reason. Uh, but obviously, thinking at a time where, you know, Jews are happy singing and dancing and, and, and you know, and, and enjoying the, the Torah, definitely probably wasn't the best day for them to start it up. Um, but un- unfortunately, uh, you know, we came to find out what happened afterwards. So it was very, very gut wrenching and hard and nobody knew what to do, but the initial reaction was the one of feeling like very, like, you know, just really startled, not knowing really what's going on, but just feeling like, you know, this was a bad, bad day for them to, to start what they started.
0: You're in a unique position, really. Like I said, a position that not a lot of people are in you. Are from the United States. You grew up in the United States. Now you live in Israel. What have you heard from folks back home? Meaning here in the U.S.
1: Um, depends on what folks you're hearing from. If I'm hearing from my my Jewish folk, everybody's also very, uh, you know. Since then, you know, you know, a lot of people have been saying it, but you know, it still feels like like October seventh by us. Um, it, this hasn't really ended, you know. Especially here in Israel, we we can feel the conflict. You know, the ground is shaking still from the conflict. Uh, Literally, I can feel and hear, um, you know, as things are happening in Gaza, even from from my home. So it's it's unfortunately, we've got used to hearing that and, you know, less construction. Um, But it's been very, very much so feeling like October 7th for everybody here and also in the States. As far as a lot of the non-Jewish friends and connections that I have, I honestly don't know who's still my friend. Um, I've been very vocal about what I feel, um, and I, I haven't had too many conversations with a lot of friends. You know, obviously some family members are just really like startled and really, you know, supportive and you know looking for us. Not not everybody's gone crazy, but most yeah. of my friends, you know, who are very much so engrossed into what's been going on politically and socially in the world over the last, almost all of them are completely gone. And on the other side, people that I grew up with. I'm very surprised to not see that nobody called or reached out to say, how are you doing? How's your family or anything like that? But it sort of let me know where things are.
0: You know, the rise in anti-Semitism obviously has been something that has reached unprecedented levels. That's at least as far as I'm concerned, uh, Mm -hmm. folks like me aren't old enough to remember, obviously the Holocaust, obviously pogroms and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. What have you seen? What have you heard in terms of, Personal stories, personal experiences. Folks reaching out to you, uh, involving how anti-Semitism has really shot up in these last several months.
1: Well, I've been getting a lot of I I would call them trolls, you know, on different posts and different things like I that, that I've been posting uh, anything remotely close to Israel. Sometimes it has nothing to do with with the what actually happened on October seventh. Um, a lot of a lot more presence uh, anti-Israel presence online personally. Um, I haven't got so many things honestly to my face. I just went on tour now in America uh, where we did ramp up security. Not only all the events ramped up with security. I traveled with security um, full time for you know maybe my second time. Um, but this time I had you know pretty much a security guard with me pretty much full time except for maybe my my, my show in Europe. Um, however i i i you know it's very interesting to see you know some of the people you know like I said who are close to you take such a strong position on something that you know they 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 just really don't know anything about you know it's it's interesting to see how much uh people watching news and hearing talk points you know on the news has completely shaped people's way of of thinking and 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 everybody seems to be so educated on the matter they have actually absolutely not only nothing to do and i don't call this you you mentioned something you said that this is a rise in anti-semitism i think it's a it's a revelation of anti-semitism i don't think it's such a rise i think a lot of people you know had this in them and they and they didn't know that they had this in them and uh, or we at least didn't know and it now is surfaced
0: how can the jewish community fight against things like this
1: I think the biggest thing is, you know, we 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 have to look at our mission, and this is not just this is we could we'll, we'll talk about the Jewish people. I say even every individual, right? Um, things usually when we are not aligned, right? Uh, individuals not aligned, then life feels hard. That's when we have those really big bumps in the road, and we really are trying to always like recalibrate, you know, like the like the ways or the or the or the maps, Google Maps, Apple Maps, however you get around. Um, in these day and age, we, we, our brains are, are at least functioning less, so everybody's using some type of uh, GPS. So, but there's those moments where we turn off from the place that we're supposed to be heading in the direction we're supposed to be going, and it starts recalibrating, trying to find a different way, which can be very frustrating. You do that two, three, four times, you know, you've added so much time on <laughs> onto the you know making it to your final destination that it gets you know it could be out of control so I think that that's what happens to us as individuals and we can look at that and that's what's happening to us as a Jewish people we have to realize what is our mission into this world what do we do and 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 some of that is even if you don't want to get biblical you could see these things you know just in the way that we we function you know of almost every single area of influence you see Jews no matter if it's whether in entertainment payment, whether it's on the in the business side, the medical field, of we 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 are and we're a very, very small percentage of people. So it, it gives proof to the fact that we are contribute, we've contributed to the, you know, the two world's biggest religions, Christianity and Islam, is all You know, Judaism repackaged. We have influenced everything from religion to the medical field, entertainment, you can't go anywhere without seeing how we affect. So the question is that we see that we have some type of mission to, you know, affect the world in a way. Are we up to task? Are we doing our mission? I think that that's always the biggest thing. People, you know, people will look at you the way that you look at yourself. My mother used to tell me when I was a kid, she used to tell me that if you throw trash on the ground, you know, in your house, that other people are gonna treat your house the way that you treat it, Yeah. You know? So, So if we treat ourselves like, you know, like the, the children and sons and daughters of of, of, a, of the king, then in royalty, then this is how other people would treat us as well. So I think that um, one of our biggest things that what a lot of people had to do because of this situation, no matter where they stood socially, no matter where they stood politically, no matter how they looked at the world, it all it made everybody rethink their affiliations. And they start to realize that the most important affiliation I have is that I'm a Jew. And, and that's something that transcends whatever it is, because there's people who we thought were good friends of ours on the left. There was people who were good friends of ours on the right. And then all of a sudden, here we are stuck in the middle going like, Oh, I guess we are all we have right, so I think that that's the biggest thing is realizing and focusing on our uniqueness, because sometimes when we don't focus on it, then the world starts to focus on it.
0: What's your reaction to what's going on on college campuses across the country.
1: It's nuts it's crazy, I mean we knew that college kids were getting dumber I mean the statistics show it but like you know sometimes you can ignore something if people don't start talking you know what i'm saying so the more and more that the colleges you know you've seen this uh you know i forget what it was but this uh this court this press hearing or court hearing with these uh i forget what it is these deans from these colleges i mean from the leadership all the way down i mean it just gets dumber and dumber the lower you go in the ring so i think for me and i i know that's Probably a strong, strong language, but you know, I stopped cursing many years ago. So I—that's all I. So that's as low as I can go. But I—I I think it's—it's a—it's a complete just. Ignorance, you know, the the education system altogether probably needs to be thrown out. Been spending way too much time on issues that have nothing to do with math, writing, reading, um, things that actually engineering. You know, saying people are very very busy, unfortunately, with other things, and it looks like everybody is, you know, finding some reason to skip out a geometry class in order to go protest about something every week. So I think that there's been a there's been a major uh, felling on 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 the behalf of the uh, of the educational institutions it's just it's just dumber than bricks and it's and it's alarming because you know when you when you look at you know and you look at the future and you look at these kids these are <laughs> these are your future leaders you know and it gets very very scary and very sketchy you know not 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 it, I don't know how fast people are growing out of the, uh, you know, I was young and dumb, um, you know, uh, did, we had different type of things we were young and dumb about years ago. Now, these type of things are completely crazy where all of a sudden, you know, Bin Laden becomes a hero. It's like, man, only been like 10 years, come on, 15 years. Come on, like, how did how did we switch that, that you know? So because of these type of things, I think it's very alarming. And if something radical doesn't happen fast, that unfortunately, I hate that, I'm not trying to sound like a doomsday, but people just should have their passports ready.
0: How are your Israeli neighbors holding up now that we're several months out uh, from this horrible attack?
1: Um, Thank God that the, the unity piece is still feeling like it's there. I haven't felt like that's weighing too much. Um, Obviously, people are exhausted, you know, um, people want their, their children home, you know, there's, it, it, these are soldiers, you know, that, that are dying and, and, you know, things take on a different precedence because of uh, a, a suit that they're wearing and the guns in the military. But these are really, these are people's babies. These are people's kids, 19, 18, 20, 19, you know, dying um, and, and given their life. And, and so the more and more that this continues, it's, certain, uh, it's a certain type of exhaustion from from everybody here because everybody wants that Hamas should be obliterated nobody here you know supports uh, uh any type of ceasefire or anything like that uh but definitely it's a it's certain fatigue going on uh amongst the amongst the families here and uh at least at least everybody doesn't want to feel and hear the the bombs all day long i mean thank god we're only hearing them we're not uh, in gaza uh experiencing it however but it's definitely uh it's definitely some some bit of exhaustion by by most people and 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 still you know it still doesn't take away the fact that I, I have been hearing more amongst people and just in the conversations in passing of people still trying to figure out how this happened in the first place. So a lot of that has been, has been the talk amongst people I've been hearing.
0: I want to talk about your background a bit. Tell me about mm-hmm. how you grew up and your religious odyssey, so to speak, which again, I'll <laughs> say for the fourth time is so unique. <laughs>
1: Well, I grew up in an in inner city. Uh grew up in South South Seattle. I was uh, born and raised to hip hop parents. Both of my parents uh, were were musicians. They were both rappers. My mother and my father. Um, they also sold drugs. So I ended up selling drugs very early. By like 12 years old, already by nine, I was smoking pot, running with a street gang, um, and I was introduced to religion first around eight or nine. Around the same year, my grandfather came to live with us. He was a Sunni Muslim. So I learned Islam from him. I started practicing, praying five times a day. He taught me Arabic. I went to went to the mosque with him as a little boy. Um, And that was like a strong year, year and a half um, until unfortunately, he ended up going back to prison where he was for the rest of his life. So most of our conversations were were collect calls. Um, And uh, so from that point on, I would have said religiously I was a Muslim, but My family was not religious and I wasn't in a religious environment so I, you know, grew up doing what I saw. Um, When I was around 13 a friend of mine invited me to a a hip hop program that was at a Christian organization so I ended up going there, um, just sort of to, you know, learn how to make music and sort of express myself and different things like that so I ended up going there and that. Turned into a relationship with a with a very very awesome person who was in my life at the time, no doubt about it. Even though we have a different religion, it was a, definitely a safe haven for me to be there. A Good friend of mine, John, who took me on sort of like as a little brother, and um, I converted to Christianity there, and um, and I was there within the Christian space uh, for about four four years, um, and my at least strongly, um, and then right around the end of my high school years um i got offered a contract at a very big record label um, which won a gangster rap so that sort of slid me in a different direction because obviously wanted the big check into going that way um and eventually um that that deal soured i got into a beef with another artist that put me in a killer be killed situation it sort of changed my way of thinking and uh, after squashing the, the altercation decide I wasn't gonna go back to their life. So I returned to Christianity really hard, only really to discover that I wanted to dig deeper, I had a very, very you know strong desire, even when I was a very devout Christian, which I was. It was very, very devout. like there was almost no place I went without my Bible. like I was that type of guy. Um, and so so at this point, I'm rereading the Bible and spent a lot of time in prayer, obviously. And I started noticing a lot of the passages in the in what I knew at that time, the Old Testament, the Tanakh or speaking, you know, very, very highly of this relationship between God and the Jewish people said a lot of negative stuff as well. But it was really through, I would say, even through the negativity that helped me to believe in the power and the truth of God, you know, uh, Jewish suffering in itself has been a testament to God's word because God predicted it. God predicted the Jewish struggling uh, almost to the exact, not almost, I mean, really to the exact T. You know, most other religions in the world, especially I would say the other two that I was a member of, Christianity and Islam, um, this is n- nothing against them, just theologically, you know, very, very big on 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 hell, on, on, a, on a doom. If you don't believe, if you don't follow the same creed as them, if you see the God of Israel never, never, nets out such a punishment inside the Tanakh you will never see any mention of hell or any type of if you don't do this you go to hell if you don't believe this but all the things that God does say that you you in the ways that you will be punished is that you'll be a small people You'll be small in number, you'll be scattered amongst the nations, you'll be hated by those nations, you'll be exiled from your land. These are all things that are verifiable things that the whole world could look at and see. And God said, I will also bring and return the Jewish people back to the land. And seeing all of that made me realize that the God of Israel was true. Um, and uh and I and I, you know, followed after Judaism, it was me and my my wife at the time. We were high school sweethearts, and we've been together since we were 16. And, uh, and we got married twice, <laughs> once before Judaism and then uh, once after Judaism. So that's that's the long, short story. And then uh, about, I would say almost eight years now, uh, me and my family picked up and moved to Israel where we've been for almost eight years.
0: How has your background, your unique appearance, obviously impacted your rap career?
1: Um, I think, you know, it, it was very, very interesting because in the beginning, you know, I retired, I stopped rap. I, I really thought, you know, when I started my conversion, I was done, like super done. I had a whole retirement show. It was like, you know, people came out. It was like a beautiful thing. And I thought, you know, this is it because I couldn't make spirituality and music work together in my head, not at least rap music. Rap is a very arrogant sport. And I'm learning like the path of the just, which is talking about humility. And I just, I couldn't make this world the rap world and that world together. And then it wasn't until I realized from the rabbis and I had, you know, sort of, you know, confirmations myself, I would say from heaven that this is really what I had a gift and I had a talent that I could use this to spread God's light. Um, So it wasn't really until I took hold of that that I really realized, like, you know, hold on, like, this is is my gift. I was sent here in this world to do this, you know. Um, And once I realized that it wasn't I had to bring the rap world. I just had to bring the tool, right? Um, The world is the world of Judaism, the world is closest to God, the world is the world of, you know, spreading his glory. Uh, But the tool was rap music, not the rap world. So once I was able to understand that and be able to use my unique talent and gift, um you know i started to use it in the beginning was very tough because the first album i released in 2013 i started working with you know same crews i had before usual suspects and i kept hearing back from a lot of the people i worked with before you know i was on mtv and BET before so it was like went back to all my same company and pr people and they're just like man listen the album's just like too positive i don't even know what to do with this you know so (laughs) i was getting uh getting some pushback for being too positive. So I guess a little bit this sort of like made me realize, oh, maybe I'm, it discouraged me a little bit, just like, okay, maybe I was overthinking, maybe I was, you know, and uh, somebody reached out to me to to do a remix, a good friend of mine, Elon Cohen, reached out to me to do a remix with uh, uh God Elbaz for Alech And uh, we did that remix and it was like, wow, you know, and, and what's, what's significant about it is, even though it was song in Hebrew, um. At least the chorus was in Hebrew. The rap part obviously I did in English, but it affected so many people. Hit number three on the world charts on iTunes, and, and it was more than just Jews listening to it. So it was a game changer for me. It made me realize that like, okay, that's not just to be back here and doing your thing and you could talk positive, but you're, you were here to let the world know God's, God's still here. And so I, I, I ran with it. So I, I think over the years, it's been something that I've become somewhat of a phenomenon for people um and and it, which is kind of hard because when people see you and they realize you have you know obviously my talent and my gift and what i look like and how like wow that's like a it's <laughs> like something that's like you know it's, it's crazy it's a phenomenon it's like wow um you, you know you have to be very very strong not to allow other people to wrap you up into doing what they i'm on a specific mission to do what i'm doing you know to to use my gift in in a way to be inspiring to uplift people so other people see it and they're like immediately trying to figure out pull you in 10 different ways you know what i'm saying you have them i've gotten calls from everybody netflix uh columbia pictures every everybody wants the story and to tell it in a different way hbo deal i have so like all these different things are in so many different directions Um, And people see that because they see you and like, wow. So I see how it could be something that could be like, wow, you know, this could be. And it's not about what it could be. It's about what it is. It's about, you know, spreading light into the world. And that's what I'm about. So um, it takes a little bit to get to know it. But that's 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 my mission. What
0: was the transition to Judaism like keeping Shabbat and the like and how tough was the move to Israel after living your whole life in the U.S.?
1: Okay, so Israel's its own separate thing. Now, when it came to Shabbat and it came to keeping uh, a lot of the mitzvot, the truth was I was on fire for Hashem. Like I, I was coming into Judaism. I was on, I was in a flame, you know. I was, uh, I was learning the Tanakh, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm reading and seeing God's love, and I was spending maybe, you know, um, I was doing at some point, I was doing three days a week, I was going uh, without food, I was fasting, so I was spending a good amount of the, those days in prayer, just private prayer between me and God, and crying out to Him in mean, serious earning prayer, so this level of spiritual awareness and, and fire, that was um, it was was something that I was looking for the next thing, I was falling in love with God, so I was looking for the next thing that I could do, so the more I learned, the more was I, I kept, and I didn't really think about it, because you know, at one point I went through my life trying to figure out anything that was keeping me away from that closeness, that that connection to God. I remember I I threw away all my CDs. You know, it took me a while to accumulate up all my CDs. Man, I had all my 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 Jay Z, my Life After Death, my you know. I, all of those things. I remember going to the dumpster, just like chucking it all with so much pride. I sold my Xboxes. I got rid of my TV. I remember. I remember getting rid of everything in my life. It must go, you know. So I became like. I wouldn't say fanatic, but you know, I I became a fire. I was. So by the time it came to Shabbat and Kashrut, and it was like, okay, teach me more. I want to know more. I want to know more. Um, and at some point, I think the biggest thing that really cooled that down was like moving into an actual Jewish community. When I started my conversion, like everything really kind of like, nobody's as excited as me. Why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, People have been religious their whole life. They're so for them, it's like, what are you so excited about, dude? You know, like, um, so I think that that sort <clears> of <throat> cooled me a bit. And then it wasn't until I came across the, the teachings of Rabbi Shalom Arush, which led me to Rabbi Nachman's teachings. Like, that's why I became a Brasel of a chassid that, you know, almost he describes the whole, everything I was experiencing, that initial fire, what brought me into Judaism was like in all of his teachings. And I was like, okay, now I know I'm not crazy. So from then on, um, I you know, obviously being in community, we converted, then we decided we were going to move to Israel. And I I had already been here once, you know, for, for like a week. And after we moved, it was sort of like, I don't know, this it's like this thing where you, you, you know, you just like feel like you're living in a dream the whole time, you like have all these excited emotions, like, wow, we're in Israel, we moved, We were in Jerusalem first. But it's like, it's so culturally different that like, you know, we moved during the middle, it was 2016. So there was like a a mini stabbing in Intifada at that time, right? So like before we come, we're like thinking we're about to move into a war zone. Like it's crazy. Somebody's getting stabbed every other day, you know. And then like when you get here, like nobody's like, "Eh, eh, like what do you know? We didn't hear about it. Like, you know, saying this is only on the news in America. Well, we didn't hear about it. Like it wasn't a part of the... So you start to learn to calm down and all the excitement, but then you just sort of like, man, it's so culturally different. Nobody stands in lines, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm getting cut at every other thing. If you don't, if you don't hurry and move your piece, the cab driver's cussing me out. So, you know, you have to get used to the way things flow over here. But uh, we, we definitely got used to it.
0: One talk a bit about Kanye West. Okay. Was what happened with him several years ago or some time ago at this point, a referendum on mental health in America, anti-Semitism in America, or a combination of the two?
1: It probably is, but I don't know if his... I don't know if Kanye's mental issues are what spurred that. In the beginning, I thought maybe, like... But I think Kanye was sort of being a window into what we're seeing in the world right now, right? So... It seems to some degree, unfortunately, um, that it's it's sorta of anti anti-semitism may come a little more natural than what we think. You understand know what I'm saying? Like it's just that many people, unless you just call that many people crazy. It could be. But I think for sure, between between seeing what's going on in the world and what Kanye's situation was, I mean, you know, and all that and I and I said it in a in an abc thing that they did on kanye west uh but i'll say it again here so as now 37 years of my life i've been black and only 10 years of my life i've been jewish Going on 11 i've experienced way more anti-semitism in those 10 11 years than i have in in black racism I i just i'm being honest it's not even like no comparison i'm not saying that would be everybody else's story i'm just saying me personally when i'm looking through my lenses anti-semitism is like goes unchecked so easily you know and and it becomes some reason for why it's okay so much easier um than it is for you know somebody to say anything about me because i'm black or anything like that um so so it's, it's just a real honest truth that i have and so with kanye I think I think that he genuinely feels the way that he feels, and I feel a lot of it is is because, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's a lot of it is over the last few years. I've been talking about this a lot. Everything's been about everything's about been about my side versus your side, you know. And unfortunately, I would say, let me back up before I even get get there about Kanye specifically. This, a lot of this also too goes back to what I was saying before about doing our purpose in our life, because it seems like as he more and more he spoke, he, he his real issue probably wasn't with us as a whole, but he's, his the way he looks at the Jewish people was colored by the Jews that were in his life, right? Um, and probably not all, but people that had a lot of, you know, impact on his life, you know, negatively were Jewish, you know, and instead of dealing with those people as individuals as if he would if they were You know, of all different type of ethnicities or backgrounds or whatever, since they all happen to be Jewish, you know, it's a correlation. It was an easy step for him to, you know, watch some YouTube videos of conspiracy theories, which I'm sure he did because he was spewing a lot of the same thing. Uh, Hebrew Israelite ism is becoming very, very popular. He said things that sound very much so like them. I'm sure that's for sure. Internet religion for sure. So, you know, he got stuff from there as well. So. I think a lot of that by him is is just unfortunately he's 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 met people in his life that that affected the wrong way and they happen to be jewish
0: Listen, tell me about what the future looks like for you this upcoming year and beyond what are you up to these days
1: you know i was supposed to release the album a couple months ago and (laughs) i didn't do it because you know october 7th happened so really at the end of that month i was supposed to be releasing my uh, I don't even know how many albums I released. I think it was only my fourth album. I've released some mixtapes and stuff like that, full projects. But in terms of official album, I think there's only like my fourth or fifth album. Um, but but uh, so I was looking to release that. So uh, you know, uh, hopefully I'm gonna get to get to release it. You know, it's 18 songs uh, that are that are dear to me. Um, that put together this project, like blood, sweat, tears. Maybe not blood, but sweat and tears for sure. Um, and, and I, for sure, um, am, am probably going to be doing a whole lot more things, you know, visually, a lot more public speaking, the concerts, obviously, are going to continue happening. Um, uh, there are some TV shows that are in the works right now, some, some TV opportunities that uh, we're finalizing. And so, hopefully, a whole lot more. So, you'll, you'll be seeing some whiskey also, too. My Hava whiskey will be, be back. We're going to go much bigger now um so i'm excited for for the future I, I should also note i did a deal with sprayground also to sprayground uh luxury brand uh, they do luxury bags so i i should uh should have my bag finished really soon also too so a lot of new exciting things coming up this year
0: listen thank you so much for your time for telling us your story your opinions it's very much appreciated
1: thank you thank you for having me appreciate it